Hello, word nerds. Welcome to an episode of The Dictionary. This is one of currently about 1,500 episodes. And maybe by the time you're listening to this, it will be one of thousands and thousands of episodes. Uh, let's see. Yeah, let's just be kind of cool today. A little, little cool. We'll be cool. Cool Spencer today. Hey, daddy-o. Let's be cool. Uh, not, not so cool, though. We need to be a little bit of normal Spencer. All right. The first word in this episode is double blind. Two words with a hyphen. And yes, blind has that L in there. Adjective from 1950. Of relating to or being an experimental procedure in which neither or neither the subjects nor the experimenters know which subjects are in the test and control groups during the actual course of the experiments. It says compare to open label and single blind. And I believe that those are just other types of scientific experiments but in single blind, I think uh, that must be where the subjects don't know if they're in the test or the control groups, but the experimenters do. And then open label, I assume, just means like everybody knows everything. They know which group they're in, and it's just a free-for-all. And, you know, all of those have their, uh, have their places in science. So double blind is really the, the best one. That's the one that you probably want if you can for whatever reason um, or should be striving to depending on the context. Um, I believe, what, what was that show, Masters of Sex? Uh, we were watching that TV show and that was all about um, interviewing couples and their sex lives, uh, maybe not always couples, usually couples, I think. Uh, it was Masters and Johnson and uh, they, I believe, they did double blind because there's a certain... Le- I think they did. I feel like I remember a whole thing about, like, making sure that the... You know, each couple pertains to, like, a letter and a number or something like that. I don't know. But, yeah, basically, the people come in and they randomize their information. And so, you know, when they do the experiments, they don't know the people's names or whatever. I think part of it is sometimes for privacy's sake. I wonder if they were the ones who started Double Blind. 1950, I think that was about when they were doing that. Nah, it must have been... I don't know. Let's put a link in the show notes. Let's do that. Double Blind Science Experiments. And then, of course, quickly, I have to say, uh, you always want a control group uh, so you know what the test group is comparing to. Otherwise, you, you can't. You don't have anything to base your evidence on. That you right, right. All right. The sound effect is going to be wah wah. The next word is double bogey. Two words. Bogey is B O G E Y. Noun from 1954. 54 feels like it should be earlier than that. A golf score of two strokes over par on a hole. And double bogey with a hyphen is the transitive verb form. I wonder why they had to add the hyphen. Uh, yeah, par. Maybe it's like a par three, and you get you get the the ball, you get the little ball in the little hole in three strokes, and you got par. 
you get it in four strokes, you got a bogey. You get it in five strokes, they kick you out, and you got a double bogey. Uh, I, I'm sure it goes way beyond that, but um, I think I think six is the limit, so maybe triple bogey is the end. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's that. Oh, so on the other side, you got birdie. Uh, one under par is birdie, and I believe eagle is two under par, and then I've heard... Um, albatross, and I think I've heard something else for like three under uh, par, which would be pretty much a, just a hole in one. Although I guess technically, if it's a par five and you get a hole in one, uh, you are a a god or a goddess because that might be virtually impossible. Wah, wah. Next word is double boiler. Two words, noun from eighteen sixty four. A cooking utensil consisting of two saucepans fitting together so that the contents of the upper can be cooked or heated by boiling water in the lower. I think we have one of these, and I don't think we've ever used it. We just use the big old saucepan pot thing to cook stuff. But uh, yeah, there's an inside one. Um, if it is a double boiler, what we have, it, it's got a bunch of holes in it, and so the, you know, the, the boiling water underneath can permeate into the thing. Uh, I don't know why you want to use it. I've heard of this thing that sometimes you want it, but I'm not really sure what sort of things require a double boiler. It's when you want the things that you're cooking not to be in the boiling water, but they, you still want them to get the effects of the boiling water. Like maybe you're steaming them. Yeah, like steaming your face. Wah, wah. Double bond. Two words. Noun from 1889. A chemical bond in which two pairs of electrons are shared by two atoms in a molecule compared to single bond and triple bond. And I think those are probably pretty obvious. So uh, two pairs of electrons. So these uh, two atoms in the molecule, uh, they're bonded uh, twice with uh, two, two, no, two pairs of electrons. Now that makes me think that there's four, two pairs. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. One atom has two electrons and the other atom has two electrons. So that's two pairs. And uh, the electrons are connected to each other somehow, something. Yeah, maybe I will... Post a uh, a very crude drawing or something of a what it, what does a double bond uh, molecule connection look like? Wah, wah. Double breasted two words with a hyphen adjective from seventeen o one one having one half of the front lapped over the other and usually a double row of buttons and a single row of buttonholes. I don't know why they don't match up. You got a whole extra row of buttons with no buttonholes, so they're just decorative. Why not make them practical? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, this is a, just a certain style of uh, sort of vest jackety kind of thing. And uh, yeah, it just folds real far. One, the front folds real far over the other, the under one, the back one. And um, I don't know. Yeah, we'll definitely post a picture on social media at Dictionary Pod so you can see what like a double-breasted uh, jacket or vest looks like. Not sure about the name, though. 
Is it you got it's going over one of your breasts and the other of your breasts? I'm I'm not sure. Number two, having a double-breasted coat, as in a double-breasted suit. Wonder wonder why they invented this, who invented it, what was the point of this extra row of buttons? Why would you want it to fold over so far, lapping over the other one so far? I don't know. It's a style thing. I've never had this style, so I can't I can't talk about it. Wah, wah. Double check. Uh I guess you can say double check or double check. The uh the first syllable can be emphasized more than the last. Two words with a hyphen. Verb from 1944 starting with transitive. To subject to a double check, as in data double checked for accuracy. Oh, you got you gotta always double check your information, maybe even triple check. That's how that's how you do a good job. Same with like carpentry or anything. You, anytime you gotta cut a thing, you gotta double double check. What they say, measure twice and cut four times. Intransitive is to make a double check. I don't think this has anything to do with money. Wow, wow. Double check. This one does not have a hyphen, so it goes second. Uh, and so this is the noun from 1953, and this is probably the thing when we had intransitive verb to make a double check. I think this is the double check that it was talking about. What is it? A careful checking to determine accuracy, condition, or progress, especially of something already checked. That would be the single check. You check it again. It's a double check. Wah, wah. Double clutch. Two words with a hyphen. Intransitive verb from 1928. To shift gears in an automotive vehicle by shifting into neutral and pumping the clutch before shifting to another gear. All right, well, I've never really learned how to drive manual, but I do generally understand the concept. So what is this? To shift gears in an automotive vehicle. Okay, yes, we're shifting gears. We got the thing on the right hand. We got the clutch on the left foot. And then you shift into neutral. And then you pump the clutch. And then before, and you do that before you shift into another gear. Now, is that not the normal way to do it? What is... I might have to ask somebody about this. Hey, let's put a link in the show notes all about how to drive manually. Wah, wah. Double-crested cormorant. Uh, it gives... This is funny. It gives the pronunciation for crested, but it doesn't give the pronunciation for cormorant. And I think that is the harder word to pronounce. Double-crested has a hyphen. Noun from 1835. A North American cormorant, of which the breeding adults have a tuft of feathers on each side of the head. Hence, the double crest. They've got one crest on one side of their head and another crest on the other. This is a a crest or a tuft of feathers, and I really want to see what this looks like. So we got to put a picture... Post a picture on the social media so we can see a double-crested cormorant. And the species name is 
Phalacrocorax, Phalacrocorax auritus. That is an amazing word, Phalacrocorax. That's with a PH. Wah, wah. Double crop, two words with a hyphen. Verb from 1918, starting with intransitive. To grow two or more crops on the same land in the same season or at the same time. So how does this work? How and why? I mean, I guess you can grow, you grow more a variety of things, and so you can you have more uh, possibilities to sell. Now, it's do you like alternate rows by like one row is tomatoes and the other row is corn and then you just alternate those? Or uh, I don't know, seems seems kind of complicated. Or do you split it up? Is like one half of the land one crop and the other half is the other crop. But see, this says it's two or more crops on the same land. So that's why I feel like they're they're um, they're growing together in some way, mixed up. Hmm. That was intransitive. Here is transitive. To grow a crop by double cropping, as in double crop soybeans with wheat. Somehow you can grow the two of them together at the same time, on the same land. Wah, wah. Double cross. Two words with a hyphen. Transitive verb from 1903. To deceive by double dealing. The synonym is betray. And uh, this is kind of similar to the word that we had in the previous episode, double agent. A double agent is double crossing. They're double dealing, double dealing, double cross, double agent. Uh, Did I say the synonym is betray? I may have. Double crosser is a noun. That is the one who is doing the double crossing. Don't you double cross me. I'll figure it out. I'll find out. I'll, I'll stop you. Wah, wah. Double cross, no hyphen, noun from 1834. 1A, an act of winning or trying to win a fight or match after agreeing to lose it. Wait, what? (laughs) You agreed to lose the fight, but then you tried to win or you did win? What are we talking about here? Boxing? Wrestling? Tennis? What is this? And why are you agreeing to lose it in the first place? This is confusing. 1B, an act of betraying or cheating an associate. Yeah, this is all about the the deceiving, the double dealing. Ha ha, I tricked you, I fooled you, I'm really doing this thing. 2, a cross between first generation hybrids of four separate inbred lines. And we're talking about in the production of hybrid seed corn. Cross between first-generation hybrids of four separate inbred lines. So you maybe you cross two of them, and you cross the other two of them, and then the then the uh, the babies from those you cross those. That's why it's double cross. Maybe. Hmm. Wah wah. Double dagger. Two words. Noun from 1706. The character, and then it shows the double cross, which is a vertical line 
with two horizontal lines, one near the top and one near the bottom, they are basically splitting the vertical line into thirds. So that character is used as a reference mark, and it is called also diesis. I think that's how you uh, pronounce it. Now, I do vaguely remember talking about this before, so let's just go back and do a quick little check to D-I-E diesis. There's a, there's a whole lot of D-I-S words that we had to skip when going backwards here. Uh, here we go here. Diesis. Uh, where, where are you? Here we go. Uh, it just says double dagger. Um, when do you use this thing? Uh, in, in music, a sharp or a, maybe a, a, yeah, a double sharp, I think. Um, and so what was the definition here? Uh, it just, it just says the character also called diesis. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. Sometimes you use it in things. Wah, wah. Double date. Two words. Noun from circa 1931. A date participated, participated in by two couples. Double date with a hyphen is an intransitive verb. That's that's it. It's two couples. They decide to uh, go go on a date together for some reason. Uh, maybe it's to a restaurant. Maybe it's to a movie. Maybe it's to a trampoline park. Maybe it's uh, to to watch the sunset. Whatever they decide to do, they make a date to do that together. Uh, and why? Why why are they going on this together? Well, maybe they're all friends. Maybe um, there's uh, there's siblings. One sibling uh, in each of the couples. Um, maybe maybe they're just trying to get to know make make friends. Maybe so many reasons why you'd go on a double date. I, I guess technically I've been on a double date, but we've never called it a double date. I mean, we've gone to dinner with another couple or hung out with another couple, but yeah, I don't think I would ever call it a double date. Double date. Next. Wah, wah. Double dealing. With a hyphen, first form, noun from 1529. Action contradictory to a professed attitude. The synonym is duplicity. Action contradictory to a pressed added. So this is kind of similar. Yeah, we saw this before with a double cross because double cross was to deceive by double dealing. So double dealing is when you're doing a thing, you're, you're, you're showing your attitude. You're like, oh, this is how I feel about a thing. But then, but your actions are contradictory. They go against what you're saying. So I feel this one thing, but I'm going to show my actions. My actions are going to show that I really feel something else. They're, or, or they're going to be just contradictory. And the person's like, well, I don't know what you feel. Because you're saying one thing and then you're doing another thing. You're double dealing me. The synonym is duplicity and another one is deception. Because, yeah, some, a lot of times people will do this on purpose. When you're calling a thing double dealing, it's probably being done on purpose. Double dealer. That is a noun. Wah, wah. Double dealing, second form, adjective from 1587, given to or marked by duplicity. It's going to be a little while before we see that word. But yeah, I think that's same idea. You're saying one thing, you're doing another thing. 
Wow, wow. Double deck. Uh, two words with a hyphen. You could also say double decked with an ed. Adjective from 1850. Having two decks, levels, or layers. As in a double deck bus. I guess you could also say a double decked bus. Also, a double deck sandwich or a double decked sandwich. And of course, I would like a double decked sandwich because you're going to have bread and then you're going to have filling and then bread and then more filling and then another bread. And uh, it, you, you feel, feel so great eating one of those. A double decked vegan BLT sandwich, please. Similarly, we have wah, wah, double decker. Two words with a hyphen. Noun from 1835, so 15 years before double-deck or double-decked. And this is something that is double-deck. Aha, so double-deck or double-decked is the adjective you would call a thing, uh, you, would, you would describe a thing as being double-deck or double-decked. But then double-decker, that's the noun. So you can say, here we have the example, a double-decker bus... But that's confusing because you could also say a double-deck bus or a double-decked bus, and that word, double-decker, double-decked, is an adjective in that case, but with double-decker, it's a noun. So you could also say it's a double-decker, because that's a noun. It's a little confusing. Noun, adjective, similar words, but either way, you get the idea of what you're talking about. Wah, wah. Double digit. Two words with a hyphen. Adjective from 1959. Amounting to 10% or more. Mm, that's the double digit. As in double digit inflation. Also, double digit price increases. Yeah, anytime something gets into double digits, then that's when you could use this phrase. I mean, I guess you could, there's probably triple digit, right? When you get into the hundreds or more, 100% or 100 whatever, triple digits. Oh, that's intense. Wah, wah. Double dipper, two words with a hyphen, noun from circa 1974. A person who collects both a government pension and a government salary. Ah. Oh. I think typically uh, the pension you're supposed to get when you retire, when you're done collecting the salary, but somehow people are able to collect a salary and a pension at the same time, and I don't know how they do that. So they're double dipping. Double dipping is a noun. They're getting it twice. I don't know if this is a legal or illegal thing. I'm not sure, but I guess it happens often enough that people call them double dippers. Wah, wah. Last word, double dome. Two words with a hyphen. Yeah, dome is D-O-M-E. Noun from 1938. The synonym is intellectual. Like a very smart person, I guess. Someone who really thinks so hard with their brain parts. And uh, why, why is it double dome? Because what, their head is their dome, and they're so smart it's almost as if they've got two brains inside. They got a double dome. 
I don't think anybody, I mean, I guess technically there are some people who literally have double domes because maybe they're conjoined twins, but that's a whole different thing. Well, welly well, we got through that pretty good, and I have to pick a word of the episode. I feel like I'm not doing quite as much silliness or uh, songs recently, and I, you know, I don't know what you prefer. I don't know. You feel free to tell me. There's lots of ways you can get in contact with me in the in the show notes. But you know, some it, it's just all about how you feel, how I feel, how what I'm what am I inspired to do or say in the moment. Uh, yeah. So. To pick a word of the episode, I now have to tell everybody the words that we had in this episode. Let's give ourselves a little reminder. Double blind, double bogey, double boiler, double bond, double breasted, double check, double check, double clutch, double crested cormorant, double crop, double cross, double cross, double dagger, double date, Double dealing, double dealing, double deck, double decker, double digit, double dipper, and double dome. I don't think my mouth wants to say the word double anymore, which is a problem because I have like two, three, hoy, over three more episodes that I got to record that all start with double. So which one of these do I like? Um... I'm kind of think. I mean, I, you know, I love a good double decker bus. I just anything that's double decker, I think, is kind of cool. Um, for some reason, I don't know. Double decker buses are cool for why? Because you fit more people, and they're just unique and weird. And I don't know, they're good. Uh, double date. It's fun to go hang out with people. Uh, it adds a lot more personalities and makes it more interesting. I guess if you know you're with your person and you you've run out of things to say. Or uh, you know, you just see each other all the time. You need some other, you need some other energy. Uh, but I think I'm gonna pick double check as the word of the episode. Now, which one is it? The verb or is it the noun? Um, I think it's the I think it's the noun that I like, which does not have a hyphen. Um, just because I think it's important to double check your work. I I uh, I triple check. Well, no, I guess I double-check my work with this podcast. I record it, and then I listen through it, uh, do maybe very minor editing or putting in audio clips or whatever. you you, you got to listen to it then, and then I uh, schedule it to post, and then when it posts, the day it posts, I listen to it. That's pretty much the first thing I do in the morning. I listen to it, and uh, if I come across something wrong, I will try to fix it. Um, or maybe add like an additional link in the show notes or something like that. So I guess that's kind of my double check. Um, I don't listen th- through it twice before it posts because these are so simple. There's really not that much you got to do. Uh, sometimes with the episodes with the guests, I will uh, I will listen through those a couple of times. But uh, yeah, you got to double check your work. Double check, double check your work, your work. Make sure you do everything correctly by double-checking your work. Ooh, and the other thing is, read, writing emails and texts, I have had to get into the habit of rereading everything at least once over, once I'm done, because I almost always will find a mistake or find something I want to change, and I strongly, strongly, strongly urge everybody to do the same. Reread your stuff before you send it, Whatever it is, please and thank you because whew, I get so many texts with 
spelling errors, grammar errors, whatever it is. And in general, it's not a problem, but I feel like you don't really care or it can change the meaning of what you're trying to say if you don't fix it. It, it That definitely can happen. So please double check your work. Uh, quickly, I will say last night we watched the movie You People on Netflix. Um, it's it's kind of your standard rom-com, um, but it's it's a, a white family mixing with a black family, and the white family is Jewish, and the black family is Muslim, and, you know, it's all about how that goes, and it's not great. Spoiler alert, it's not great. Um... But, you know, a, a lot of it was fairly standard and a little a little caricature-y, but the characters were, were fun, uh, you know, especially the main characters. They were kind of different characters than you normally see in a rom-com, which I really appreciated. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, that's it. That's all I got for you today. Oh, boy, we're in April. I just realized this episode is airing on April 3rd. How did we get to April? The end, the end of the D's are coming up quick. All right. Thank God for that. This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye. Wah, wah. Hello. My name is Michael Hunter. My buddy, David Spencer, and I have a new podcast all about one of our favorite internet sites growing up, HomestarRunner.com. You know, the guys that did... Looks like we're gonna have to jump! I said, come on, We're going through every Flash cartoon on the site in release order. I've seen all of them, David has seen most of them, and David's wife Alexa pops in and watches them for the first time, just for the show. Come on, Fahooglapods, a Homestar Runner podcast, available wherever podcasts are sold, and at pipedreampodcast.com.